0: Hello there, this is Jim the Keys, bartender. Yes. Yes, I'm I'm powered. This episode is brought to, you, brought to you by the power of Java. Java. The drink that makes you keep going. I mean, energy drinks have been around for... Gosh. How many... I mean, Coca-Cola was originally the first... I mean, the first energy drink was coffee, you know. I mean, they were drinking... Well, actually chewing on cocoa leaves and stuff like that in the, in the mountains of South America, I understand, and some leaves in, um, in other parts of the world and things like that. But uh, coffee is my thing, and, you know, if you drink... It's very... I mean, I guess doing too much of one thing could be bad. You could die from drinking too much uh, water, right? You can actually... Over, I was going to use the word sanguinate, but I think it's overhydrate, where you're diluting your electrolyte so much that your system goes in some kind of, I don't want to call it septic shock because septic shock is when you have something in your system that's bad. This is when it dilutes your body chemistry so bad that you die or you drown. I don't know. I don't, yes. I'll admit when I don't know, I know drinking too much coffee, too much water, eating too many chicken McNuggets, drinking too many milkshakes, uh, doing anything extreme, breathing, you can hyperventilate from too much, you can die from too much oxygen, right? It's amazing, amazing the things that'll get you, the good things that you have too much will get you, right? Right? How much, too, how much, uh, is there anything that you can have too much of that won't hurt you? Right? Is that's the question, too much love. If someone is absolutely loved. Look at, think of some crazy fan. Someone that loves you so much that they can't stand being without you. Anytime they can't be away from you and they're obsessed with you and there's nothing else in their life. Except you. You are the sun and the moon. You're the center of that universe for that person. That sounds like a nightmare. An absolute nightmare. It doesn't sound like a nightmare to someone who doesn't have, doesn't feel like anybody cares about them, does it? Some people that have a dearth of something or an excess has a different view of that, right? The person that's drowning in a vat of whiskey doesn't think they're lucky, but someone like me in my old, in the old days, when I wanted to drink a bourbon, I would love to think I would drown in a, in a vat of bourbon, right? It all depends on what you have a lot of. Like the heat. We're in the Keys. Today, it seems like it's 95 degrees humidity-wise, feels like, you know, that bullshit thing. Though the temperature doesn't read more than 84 because of the humidity. But if you're in a place that never goes over 60, you might say, oh, I would love that. I would absolutely love that. You know, the people that are up in the, you know, they were in, in the far northern, the Great White North, they they come down here and they go, "Oh, what's it like down here? What's it? Oh my God, it's so beautiful! It's like people that live on a, a mountain, and it's snowing all the time, and you're a skier. That's great. When you're next to the ocean and you're a boater and a fisherman, that's fabulous. Not so much if you're not. So." Take all that with a grain of uh, salt when you hear this stuff. Whether someone has excess or has a, you know, unexplained lack, or explained lack, that's really important. You ever see people that uh, uh, that you know? You see a beautiful woman, and she's just tired of guys coming up to her. And talking to her, just God, leave me the fuck alone. I don't want to talk to you. Or a popular person, saying, "I just want to be left alone." I guess that's like one of these celebrities and stuff like that. Supposedly Jennifer Lawrence, every time people run up, she just yells at them, "Get away!" He yells, "Get away!" But for the longest time, it's so funny because they crave stardom. You know they did. They say they didn't. You don't become an actor because you don't crave stardom. If you, were, if you were that way, then you'd be acting on Broadway or something, where no one fucking knows you. You could be one of the greatest, person, greatest actors on Broadway. Some of the greatest actors in the world. You wouldn't know who they are. You wouldn't. I think her name's Christine Baranski kind of breaks that mold. She was on, I don't know what show she was on. I, all I know is she's a great stage actress. She was in movies like Chicago. She was on, I think she was on this movie, TV show with Sybil, not Sybil Shepard. It could have been Sybil Shepherd or it could have been Candace Bergen or something like that. But she was a friend of someone on that. And she's a, a, a great actress. And I would recognize her because I know she's a great actress. But she, it seemed like she just loves acting. And she understands how to overplay and underplay because she can overplay an actress playing an actress the best of anyone. I know. And she's no great... She's a unique looking woman. You know, she's a striking looking woman. Striking. When I say striking, striking, uh, I think striking is an accurate description for people. When people are striking, I don't think it automatically means they're a, a 10 out of 10. It just means they're unique. And it strikes you as unique. I don't mean like the elephant man was striking, but it could be the elephant man. But where did I go from that? See, this is the point. I was told in a previous episode, I'm talking about coffee. On my second cu- cup of coffee, we're talking about energy drinks. Energy drinks. Hmm. Wow. When you come into a bar and you ask for, someone comes in, their ass is dragging they want a gray goose and Red Bull. Or a Tito's and Red Bull. Or a Catawan and Red Bull. And you think, wow, this person, and you make it double. Double what? You want the Red Bull double or the vodka double? Because either you're going to be an over uh, you're going to be a drunken asshole or you're going to be an energetic drunken asshole. I really never I did understand that. I mean, why are you drinking? Why, are you, why do you need, if you're drinking cow piss, why would you need to have Grey Goose? You pay a premium for one thing, and then you pay for something else. It's interesting, the taste blends. Because much like coffee, and coffee is an acquired taste, I'm going to take another step. This is part of the experiment. I felt like dog shit yesterday, so today I'm doing two shows. To keep it up to three shows for this episode 231 of Keith's Bartender. I hope I said that in the beginning. My identifier. I don't have to because this is not the public airways. Mm. My premium cup of coffee drank out of my cup from my friend Keith, who's in the hospital right now, and they haven't said enough about this guy. He's I don't know if he even listens to the podcast. He's just a friend that comes into a bar, and he's he's recovering from a serious injury. I hope he's all right, and he's know that he's missed. So we're back to the energy drink on its own. An energy drink. I used to drink that myself in order to get energy. I get up at five in the morning, five fifteen in the morning, jump in the shower. That's when I first moved down in keys. Get up. Jump in a shower. Well, make the start making a cup of co- the coffee because I load up. I drink, uh, you know, about five ounces and then fill the cup up again, I'm on my travel cup, and then I get myself an energy drink. What the fuck? I mean, you are drinking twenty ounces of coffee. Why do you need any more, man? I'm lucky. Who knows if it did any damage to me or not? I think it's taurine or something like that they use in it, but all the fucking caffeine you go in there and I work out for like two hours yeah. and I still had that residual testosterone so it worked out all the time I guess it may increase working out I think if you're in your middle ages and stuff like that and you when you work out you may increase the levels of your testosterone without having to take a supplement like I do now I need to take the supplement in order to get me ready to do the workout. I think the workout gave me more of that. But but, but, uh, I digress. Like I always do. To Red Bull, Red Bull, Red Bull. And then all of a sudden I said, wait a second, that's fucking crazy. And I realized I was was getting these mood swings and stuff like that and getting tired. So I knew there was a combination of things. I mean, it's always a combination of things, aren't they? We don't live in a vacuum. If I ate like one type of food, I had uh, friends I, I've known throughout the years that ate pretty much four different types of four different foods, like spinach, peanut butter, rice cakes, almond milk. Just picking out off the top of my head, but that's with an oatmeal. That's five different types. You know, the, the spinach and uh, peanut butter for protein. the greens no I I eat abundance of broccoli raw broccoli just to keep everything together I don't do I don't want to be one of those I mean I guess eating raw broccoli speaks for itself no I don't maybe not anybody can really eat raw broccoli but um I don't want be one of these guys to take those metamucil or all that stuff you gotta do to make you shit you know Getting near sixty years old. If you eat your if you eat your greens and stuff like that, that'll take care of business take care of itself and you don't have to worry about doing all that other crazy stuff. It's not good for you. A nutritionist told me that. Not about saying a shit and all that stuff. He said it's better not to take that stuff. It's better to eat the things. And the stuff they have, that fiber that they take, is for people that don't eat vegetables. I mean if vegetables is fine. I mean even make spaghetti with vegetables. I bought spaghetti yesterday. The 25% of the the mass of the spaghetti is from pulverized vegetables. Yeah. Fucking A. I mean it doesn't it doesn't taste like regular pasta but after a while you get used to it. Really, you get used to it, it, tastes the same. You you get certain tastes you just get ready and then when you get used to the taste, sometimes you don't want anything different. I guess that's life. If you don't experience anything new, then you really want to keep everything the same. There's people I know, people come in, they want they want their burger the same way. They want cheese. They don't want a pickle. They don't want anything. They don't want anything different. Hey, you got different fries. I don't like the seasoned fries. I like plain fries. I mean, Jesus Christ. Every I mean, that's the way they like it. I can understand. I can't tell people how they should enjoy their food or how they should enjoy life. Maybe it brings a certain amount of uh, comfort. People know the expectation that they're going to get the same thing. It's going to taste the same way. It's going to look the same way. When we go out, there's people... I mean, it's... Maybe there... You know, people... Everyone... Maybe every person is on the spectrum. When I say spectrum, is... We always talk about... uh, How people are weird and every person is weird their own way and there's an agreed upon way limits on weirdness right there's outliers there's the people that the crazy crazy people the people that live in the woods and don't want to talk to anybody and that's not I don't think that's harmful crazy if they want to do it they don't have to talk to anyone I don't think that necessarily makes it crazy and there's people that want to talk to everyone that's kind of like me. But then there's the things they do. The things they do. So, let's go far out to the thing. The people, let's say, you acquired a taste for people. That's crazy. That's accepted as crazy. In certain societies, it may not be crazy. Among a group of cannibals from the late 19th century, if Someone came into the group, a group, a uh, tribe of camels, let's say in, in New Guinea, right? And I I don't know why I picked New Guinea, because it could be any place, but I picked New Guinea. And they said, hey, listen, there's a plenty of wildlife around here, and I know it's easier to catch humans, because humans get old, and they slow, and they get injured, and, and they're big, and they're... Easy to, you know, you can get a lot of protein from them. But there's a lot of fruits and nuts. And these small game animals, we probably can supplement that. And we'll probably do a lot better by varying our diet. And, you know, that time where there weren't a lot of people and we had to start eating some of our members? Well, we don't have to do that anymore. And there's, oh, seafood. You know, right down the road, there's a stream and there's fish. And I can show you how to catch these fish. And then you know this thing that we have every so often you know we we have these fires we take the fish we clean the fish and then we eat them it's pretty good you know we got these fruits and nuts and stuff we can mix them in with it. And you know, you have a it, it, it would it would add a nice balance to it cuz you know how you get after you eat someone you eat just you're eating so much human meat and then you get constipated well, if you eat these fruits, nuts, and the fish, you never get constipated and stuff like that. And you seem more energetic at the end of the day. They'll look at you like you're fucking nuts. Say, like we always eat people. Are you crazy? You know how hard it is to catch a fish? And then you got to clean it? It's got It's slimy. You know, we're in the, we know where, you know, because we're the, you know. And it was logical for them to do it. And they never had it. They never had to like a, a come, you know, at the end of the night, they go, you know, maybe, you know. You know, a guy turned to his woman and said, you know, maybe we shouldn't be um, eating people anymore. You know, they, this other group of people over there, this other tribe, they swear by fish and the fruits and nuts. And they look really healthy. I had heard tell that there's a guy that lives with him that's over 50 years old. And they go 50 years old. Holy shit. That's an old fuck. Yeah, so you get used to things and stuff like that. But being a cannibal in society that doesn't recognize cannibals is crazy. It's insane. Jeffrey Dahmer. Totally insane. Totally insane. And do they know they're crazy? Do they not? Crazy people don't know they're crazy. So not knowing that you're weird when you ask for something like don't put a pickle on my plate that will ruin it i don't want a pickle anywhere near it they find something disgusting of a pickle maybe something happened with we a pickle before maybe someone abused them with a pickle who knows uh, maybe you know someone who flips out when they see barbecue chips barbecue potato chips I have a bad memory of barbecue potato chips. No barbecue potato chips. Or the circus. Uh, clowns. Why are clowns seen that way? Either there's a small group of people that say, clowns are the greatest. If I go, you know, when you say, for some reason, why clowns still go to children's parties when they're universally used in horror movies, almost? And it, God, there's always killer clowns. John Wayne Gacy in real life was a clown, but there's still people being paid to be clowns. I guess that's for like the one and two and three year olds. The visualness—you have the the red nose, the white thing—that's you know, kids, very little kids—they don't get the nuances of. Jerry Seinfeld, or Drew Carey, or what's the new one? John, they, the Irish one, John, ma, 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 ma. I'm drawing a blank. Whatever, just think of comedians. They don't get the nuances, so they need to have that sight thing, they need to have the horn, they need the balloon animals, and all that stuff. Balloon animals, though, that's more abstract, though. That's when you get up when you're know, eight, nine years old, the two and three year olds, and to what happens is the balloon animals extends the range of the cap, you know, the attraction of the clown. Because two to three year old, they may see the kid, they may see the kid with the white clown with the white face walking around with the big shoes, they think it's funny. And then, and then after five and six years old, they go, well, that's not funny anymore. That guy has very big feet and a very, very outrageously colored nose, but he makes wonderful animals out of long balloons. And then you can make it into a hat. And that's fucking awesome. You know? You ever try to fi- blow up one of those fucking balloons? Sometimes you feel like you're asthmatic when you're doing it. But, no, I can do it now. It's, a, it's just practice. Blowing up one of those. You know, you get them it's like you're, you're fucking... I mean, I was a three-pack-a-day smoker. And blowing up a balloon was... Fucking, might as well just say, "Hey, take this iron bar and tie it in a knot," or blow up this balloon. Uh, give me, give me a shot at the iron bar. You know, I'm not because the fucking balloon isn't going to happen. Um, so once again, I digress. W- where does this thing come with people? Like they just have these things. To, everyone has their one thing. The one thing that can't. I mean, for the longest time, I was freaked out by bugs. And now I'm not freaked out by bugs. Um, rats. Rats used to bother me a little. Snakes. Not so much lizards. You see them all the way down. All the time down here. Some people just, they don't, phobias don't have to last sometimes for some people. Phobias last forever depending on what, how you were exposed to it. I guess, but when you come in, you'll see them. You'll see those people. And I started out some way, and I don't even remember how I started this thing, because there's some people they don't even let you know they're they're crazy. They don't let you until you get close enough to them. They're not apparently. they on the front. They're facile and easy to easy to know. They talk about. Light-hearted subjects; they don't get in depth about the things that they feel strongly about, and I mean it when they feel strongly about. It. You'd be surprised. Very, very—you you think the nicest person in the world and stuff like that, but don't get them started on fucking Albanians. What the fuck happened with Rick and the Albanians? I just pulled that name. I don't know a Rick who has a problem with Albanians. Or, I don't have a problem with Albanians. I think they're very uh, nice people. But I just picked that one time because it's kind of obscure. People say, Jim, what is an Albanian? Well, Albanians on the Adriatic. It's near Italy. It was a former communist country. It was a very unique communist country. Because they were in the the heart, heart of Europe. And post World War II, they worried, along with the rest of the countries in Eastern Europe, they worried about them coming under the influence of the Soviet Union. And the same thing with Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia was an artificially created country after World War I, where they took Croatia, Serbia, uh, Slovenia, there's a uh, Macedonia. I'm missing I'm missing a couple I know that and I apologize for all these former Yugoslavians and so on um, Bosnia so there were that I digress on that but Albania always existed there was a Balkan country. kind of isolated and what happened with Albania is they did not get along right away with the Soviets they wanted to not toe the line so they tied themselves closer to China and China is, all the way over in the east. Right? I mean, Albania said they were communists and they had their own dictator and stuff like that. So they were kind of, even though Eastern Europe was kind of depressed when you see Eastern Europe during the Warsaw Pact years when they were part of the, um, under this, uh, there were Soviet influence. You always think of them backwards and stuff like that. Well, think of that and think of the difference between Western Europe and Eastern Europe, and think of it is if there was another class between Eastern Europe, downward, that was Albania, very 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 backward country. I think if you if you're older, you saw a show called Taxi, and Latka, uh, the guy who Andy Kaufman played, was from a mythical country. That was sort of like Albania. And Albania is back now. You know, the nice thing about these poor countries and stuff like that, because of where they're situated in Europe and stuff like that, they were ripe for, for investment. Because the cost of living was so low. So if you're in a former Eastern, your uh, former Soviet satellite country, and you need to go someplace to get some bargains your place wasn't bargain filled enough you went to Albania now Albania is and I just mentioned that I went off for five six minutes I'm sorry on Albania just to give you a little filler on that so people always have their things I have a friend that only wants he he always only wanted to date redheads even though he's Italian American right and a little German maybe but mainly Italian American why? Something about redheads for him. Just that thing. And you see you see people coming in. There's one guy that comes in every time he orders his takeout and stuff like that. He, Even though he knows, I know dick about football. I mean, I know something about football. I mean, you just by being around listening to the sports center and stuff like that, you're going to get shit about football. I do not spend extra time my day turn on ESPN I'm home I don't do it because it's on on at work I know who Baker Mayfield is I know Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to be I mean as of yesterday he does not want to be part of the Packers I know that I know that but you ask me anything else I don't know I don't know. I don't know the in-depth knowledge. I don't pretend the in-depth knowledge. But this guy comes up to me and always talks about the Dolphins. I told him I'm originally from Philadelphia, so I know a little lot more about Philadelphia than I do about uh, Miami. And I don't know a lot about the Philadelphia Eagles, so there. But he'll still come up and talk to me about that. And that's kind of like Asperger's syndrome. That's where you think whatever you're interested in you think everyone else is interested in. And I guess that's kind of like my podcast. I think that you're interested in what I'm interested in. Maybe you're not interested in that thing. But I don't put it out like that. That's the reason why there may be only like 50 downloads to the show. You know, hey, this guy talks about John Wayne Gacy and about Jeffrey Dahmer. Hey, let's make a reference to that, that movie that came out two years ago. I think it was My Friend Dahmer. It was a story about how Dahmer, you know, they were friends with him. And he was kind of pseudo-normal at one time. But when he wasn't drilling holes in the, you know, homeless teens' heads and pouring hot liquid in and trying to make them into zombies and eating eating parts of their body. Supposedly, he was a normal guy. That's, that's the... Uh, I mean, I guess that's the scariest part. You know whenever you see that in, the, in those psycho movies? Right? Where the person you're driving down and people seem really normal and stuff like that. You have the the grandparents. I think there was one last year about uh, the grandparents. Grandmom was the name of the movie. Maybe. It wasn't that great a movie. But it's just like they went a little crazy. And, uh, you know, just started doing weird things like trying to put the kids in the oven and stuff like that. But when you when someone can pretend to be normal and then you just they're lunath- lunatics. That's probably the most terrifying thing. I don't know. What what would scare you? But th- I see that the closer you get to someone, that's why relationships maybe fail so often because people can't get their heads wrapped around the idea that the person they thought they cared about wasn't the person they thought they were. I mean, would you stay with someone after the, you knew everything about them? Do you, I mean, you don't really know everything about that person. You don't. You don't know all the inner workings of someone. And sometimes you may say, wow, well, never, you never get close to somebody because you don't like the way they are. You say, so, well, I don't like their views on other people. I don't like their views. They're kind of negative and all that stuff. They may have that. The person you're involved with may have that same thing in them, but they never let it out. It's kind of like farting, right? You don't, you don't, you don't do that in front of your partner when you when you first started dating, right? I mean, it's a it's a comic trope, a trope that after a while, when you feel comfortable, you start doing things. You you know you. I mean, there's some guys that are always scratching, touching themselves, touching their balls and all that stuff. And they do it in front of people. And maybe they get with girls that don't mind them touching their balls. But then they realize, hey, you know what? If I don't touch my balls and don't fart and don't pick my nose, that I might be able to meet more people. And then they wait a year or two and they start touching their balls, farting, picking their nose. And doing all sorts of disgusting things. Sometimes it's best not to have those habits at all. Just a suggestion. It's not really a thing that makes you, Well, oh, that's me. That's what I do. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, you got to fart. It's just part of the thing. But you can wait to go to the bathroom. You can drink a little vinegar every so often. Vinegar supposedly helps. The stuff with uh, what they call the mother... I think it's called. I know it's weird. It's apple apple cider vinegar. And they use the determiner in front of it. Mother. The mother. I don't don't fucking get it either. But suppose he's really good for you and stuff like that. And there's other things that help you do that. But you get that. I, I realize I get that when I eat a lot of raw vegetables. And I don't want to be doing that all the time. Some people think it's their thing. You know, that's my talent. Well, that really, I, I guess I was going to say that sucks if that's your talent. I guess it doesn't suck because you're you are actually, that blows because you're expelling gas. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be your thing. There's other things that you're good at. I'm sure of it. And if that's the one thing you're good at, I—I, I, my condolences. Well, you're listening here. There must be something, I don't mean it makes you redeemable, but you have some sort of discipline to be able to sit down and listen to this bullshit for a while. And I appreciate it. And since we're at this, I'm going to say thank you for listening. And if you are in Key Largo at Mile Marker 102, you'll find a restaurant called The Keys. The Keys. The Catch Restaurant. I was going to say The Keys Notary. That's my side business. That's what I spent a couple hours this week doing. But The Catch Restaurant. Open for lunch and dinner. Mile Marker 102. Oceanside. With... Uh, seafood and non-seafood dishes nice selection open every day of the week for lunch and dinner happy hour from Monday to Friday 3 30 6 30 come on in if you catch your own catch bring it in and they'll cook it up assortment of ways you want and uh, Saturday night we normally have live entertainment and if you do come in and you don't see me or you do you, you do see me make sure you tell somebody tell someone other than me. That the Keys bartender sent you. I do appreciate, I know the more I do this, the more I get, because I've got several people come in and say, hey, listen, I listen to your podcast, I came in here, you're taller than I thought, or you're shorter than I thought. You're, normally they don't say I'm older than I thought, because when I talk about how old I am, they say, oh, I'm surprised you're not ancient. Because the way you describe yourself, you're you're, you act like as if you're an old man. And it's comparative. And I hope it does say, well, I thought maybe because you seemed somewhat hip that you might be one of those older men that don't seem old, but you look you look old. I don't know. But listen, if you like the show, please share it with your friends. Um, the Keys bartender is on social media. Yes. Yes, I'm in the 21st century. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Instagram. Follow us there, share it with your friends. Tell them you like the show. Tell them it changed your life. Tell them you stopped contemplating eating people. Or you're not going to do that experiment where you sew people from ass to anus, you know, mouth to anus and, and recreate the centipede. You're not going to do that. You say, I thought I was crazy, but then I realized I wasn't crazy. Well, thank you for listening. This is Jim the Keys Bartender. I'll get back to you next week. Bye. Oh, I was turning down the music, and I didn't even turn it on yet. Bye.